there guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Throwback Thursday, this is the one and only show where we go back in time and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time, and we are concluding our review of the trilogy today, today is the completion of the trilogy, yes, yes, anyway, <laughs> it is the completion we are talking about the hobbit the battle of the five armies not only is this the conclusion of the hobbit trilogy but it is the last movie in the middle earth saga the last movie the last bit of middle earth that we will ever see i mean obviously until the lord of the rings amazon tv series which i'm really excited about however we need to talk about this movie. We got to talk about it in detail. Talk about how truly awful this movie is. Yes, I already spoiled it. This movie's terrible. But we're going to talk about it. Let's not waste any time. Let's talk about the conclusion of the Hobbit trilogy with The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Saw the light fade from the sky On the wind I held a sigh as the snowflakes cover my fallen brothers, I will say this last goodbye. So The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, was released on December 17th, 2014, uh, and sees the return of Peter Jackson as the director and... Uh, is stars Ian McKellen, Martin Freeman, Richard Armitage, Evangeline Lilly, Lilly, Lee Pace, Luke Evans, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ken Stott, Adian Turner, Dino Gorman, Billy Connolly, Graham McTavis, James Nesbitt, Stephen Fry, Ryan Gage, Kate Blanchett, Ian Holm, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, or and Orlando Bloom. Whew, that's a long cast. <laughs> And let's see here. Uh, oh, and Howard Shore does return to do the score for the movie as well. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this movie. So I'll talk about. I'll, I want to start with actually the trailer for the movie because I remember when the trailer first came out. I remember that the very first trailer. Um, it was a teaser trailer, and it was released around Comic-Con weekend. And then they, like, attached it to Guardians of the Galaxy when that first came out. But basically, I love the... the I don't know. I, I love the way um, the, that teaser trailer was because basically was um, a trailer that had for the background music they ended up using uh, that song that pippin sings the edge of night that uh, the song that pippin sings in return of the king when um when denethor looks at pippin and goes come sing me a song now and he, um and it's that song that plays while faramir is taking his army to osgiliath to re to take it over to retake to reclaim it from an army of dwarves and i love i love that song and i loved it that they used it in the trailer and then the second trailer was just amazing um 
I loved it how it ended with Gandalf yelling, you know, you have but one question to answer. How will how will this day end? And then all of a sudden it just bam, the Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. I was like, yeah, I could have been more excited. And when I walked out, I was actually impressed. I, I actually really liked it. And then I rewatched it when I bought it on DVD. And I started to see the problems. <laughs> the problems became more more visible to me as somebody who has read that book over and over and over again and as somebody who knows that book very very well i was kind of offended by it almost <laughs> so let's let's talk about let's let's talk about this so let's i'm going to start with the i'm going to start with the pros okay for one i think the cinematography is great i just love the the cinematography in all of the Lord of the Rings films, especially in the Hobbit movies, have all been great. You know, um, I like the idea that Thorin has this uh, dragon sickness, even though in the book it's referred to as um, the I think it's referred to as gold. Is it gold sickness? I can't remember what it was, but it's the same thing that drove his grandfather mad, even though it's really not the gold that's making him go crazy it's more the arkenstone uh that's making him go a little bit crazy um but um but i lo- i i i like the idea that thorn is it it leans more into this what lord of the rings is all about and lord of the rings when you really think about it the the, the idea of lord of the rings is all based around this concept of addiction and obsess uh and really uh, being obsessed with your possessions you know um and how that can lead you down a very dark path you know like especially you know Gollum is the purest example of that but then you know you have Boromir who was a who ended up falling to the um to the ring in in fellowship and then you have Frodo who fell to it when he said the ring is mine and now you have with with Thorin him being obsessed with the Arkenstone. I like that idea and I think it's really cool. Um, and Howard Shore's music is also really great in this in this movie as well. Um, skipping towards the, the end, I love Thorin showing up in the battle. I, I love when Thorin decides, you know, Will you follow? He says, "Will you follow me one last time?" And they bust through the the walls, and he's just leading this army of dwarves across this like battle. It's so cool, so epic. Um, even though there is a crap ton of green screen in that final battle, and we'll talk about that when we get into my negatives. Um, I love what Thorn says to Bilbo when he says, um, "If more people." valued home than gold this world would be a merrier place i love that line i think it's very i think it's such a beautiful line um uh (laughs) this is one of my favorite humor uh favorite use of humor throughout the entire movie but when gandalf is uh sitting with bilbo and he's trying to uh oh i just hit the mic again dang it okay he's trying to smoke his pipe and he's trying to light it up and he's like and he's having a hard time getting it lit. <laughs> Freaking Bilbo just keeps looking at him, trying to talk to him, and he's just he just he get off messing with it. It's so great. Um, uh, I I love the final scene 
um, with even though you know one of my complaints was that I thought about an unexpected journey was that I didn't like the fact that they put it so closely tied to to Fellowship of the Ring. I do like how it's paid off in this movie, um, where at the end of um, Battle of the Five Armies, you know, you have Bilbo sitting there with uh, looking at the ring, and then it cuts to um, Ian Holm, who, by the way, rest in peace, Ian Holm, who just recently passed away like a week ago. But he looks at the he looks at the um, the ring, and all of a sudden he hears a knock on the door, and you get that line: "We don't want any more well wishes or." Uh, distant relations and he goes <laughs> and then you hear Gandalf say and what about very old friends and the look and it's really Ian Holmes performance that sells that scene but the look on his face and then he runs to the door and you get some of that dialogue from fellowship just kind of tying the whole thing together I feel it's all really great stuff and I love it a lot um um and the end credits song um, is for me the whenever somebody you know a lot of someone asked me on the Zeke Zedzo show a few weeks ago they asked me um, what soundtrack actually improves on the movie and even though it's not the whole soundtrack but I love that song the last goodbye is literally my favorite part of the entire movie is the end credits song now that's kind of sad, knowing that my favorite part of a two and a half hour, of a two hour and fourteen minute movie is uh, of a one hundred and forty four minute movie is an end credit song <laughs> is a three is a four minute end credit song, but uh, yeah, it is my favorite part of the movie, and I just love uh, the fact that they got um, Billy Boyd, who um, of course played Pippin in the uh, Lord of the Rings films. Um, they got him to do the song because he did the trailer music and it only made sense. And he, and I think it's such, such a great, um, a great, uh, song. Okay. Now let's get into the long part of the show. Where we talk about things I don't like because this movie's terrible. And we're going to start with the very opening of the movie with Smaug coming in and burning Lake Town. Yep. That's right. Remember how I said how, um, how the opening, you know, how, you know, the, the ending of the second movie really gets you excited to see what's going to happen in the, in, in the third movie. Well, here's what happens. All that excitement that you've had gone because it happened. This whole thing happens within 10 minutes. This whole thing happens five minutes into the movie. Smaug's dead. <laughs> Smaug gets shot in the convenience hole. The convenience of a lucky arrow that's just if you shoot it in just that 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 tiny hole that's that's on Smaug just happens to be the right spot where you have to shoot the arrow in. <laughs> um it's all really dumb. It's just such a dumb scene and I really hate um <laughs> I I hate it how um uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. I hate how um Bard's kid is so just it's like he he like jumps out of a boat and starts running to to the dragon like no move away from the fire don't go toward it <laughs> Um I hate it so much. It's so stupid. Um, and then 
you know, we Smaug dies in like five minutes. Um, then we get another scene at Dolgodor where Galadriel and all of them show up to help Gandalf, and it's so it's obviously just a forced Lord of the Rings uh, cameo. Uh, and within the first like four minutes, within the first like twenty minutes, uh, fifteen minutes of the movie, we're already like solving finishing up the the side mission that Gandalf went on in the second movie. You know, it just goes to show how rushed this movie is and this movie proves that this that the Hobbit just should not have been three movies. And you see it, you know. Um of course the character of Alfred is terrible. I just hate this character. I hate it how he's all of a sudden on Bard's side just because of just because the whole village is against him, I just hate that so much. I, I, I hate it so much. Um, and I really hate it how he he's so pointless. This character is so pointless because, okay, so you have him in this movie and he's such an important character because he shows up all the time. And then the last time you see him, he's wearing a dress filled with gold. He's dressed himself as a woman filled with gold and he's running away from the battle right and it's just oh my gosh that it just doesn't make any sense and and also you know that's the last time you see him but in the extended edition they have him get killed they have him get like eaten by a troll or something like that i'm just like Wait, so you cut out his death? So you mean to tell me his appearance was completely pointless because you're just going to cut out his death in the first place? You know? It just goes to show that this character didn't need to be there. Anyway. Um, Alright. Um, the Legolas and Tario subplot is stupid. Going to Gundabad and seeing these giant bastards flying around like it, like a bunch of birdies. It's like... Anyway. Um, it's just really stupid it's just so cartoony there's so much in this movie that doesn't make any sense um the over-reliance on cgi is terrible the green screen talk about that what what is up with the green screen in the movie like there's one scene where thorin dwalin and um Feely and Killy are all going to confront azog and his gut and his goons and then they show up and like Thorin is standing there and you can just see the obvious digitally rendered background behind him like this digitally this this background that wasn't finished that they literally just came up with at the last possible second because as Peter Jackson said they winged it with the Hobbit movies and it just it's it looks terrible it just looks freaking terrible um and also this movie is edited in such a very messy way like certain like scenes are introduced and then they don't go anywhere you know characters are introduced and they don't go anywhere like like 
Bayorn from the second movie. I actually really liked what they did with Bayorn in in the second movie. But he the he like shows up for five seconds just for a cameo, just to show him wrecking shop at the uh, in the battle. You know, that's all they show him, and he's that's all he's there for is just like. Oh, well, we introduced him in the second movie, so we got to bring him, and well, we can't have him be a main character, so let's just have him in there for five seconds. Even though in the book, the end of the book, when Bilbo is going home, they actually do run into Bayorn again, and it's actually really awesome, but no, they just wanted to cut that out because it's like, and, um, feeling Achilles' death is, is, they're just like feeling Killy's death. There's no emotional impact to it because they never did make us care about these characters in the first two movies. Like if you wanted us to care about their deaths, then have, actually have them be the the other main characters. But they're just not. They don't get anything to do really until this third movie. They don't become key, central, important characters until the third movie when they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know um and then the final fight with thorn and azog is terrible it's just such a badly put together action sequence um that really just drags out so much to the point where like it ends with like azog getting thrown into the water then he stabs thorn's foot then he gets up and and thorn's like pushing against it and then he like lets him Self gets stabbed, and then he stabs Azog, and then Azog just, you know, dies. Ugh, you know? Um, and, oh my gosh. Just so, so... Mm, mm -mm. Okay. But, oh, and we gotta talk about Super Legolas Brothers. I mean, come on. Who else did not think of Super Smash Brothers... Of, of Super Mario Brothers when <laughs> when Regan Legolas is like on on that little bridge and it starts falling apart and he's like jumping on e on each of the rocks he's just like did 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 literally I expected Howard Shore to have a part where he played the the Super Mario Brothers theme. You know, the whole... Anyway. Um, okay. And now we got to talk about this. Uh, we talked about some uh, references to Lord of the Rings, right? Well... We got another reference to Lord of the Rings. How so, you may ask? Well, because there is a scene where Legolas' father stops by him and he says, Ride north. There is a ranger out there. And go on a journey with him. And all of a sudden he's like, what is his name? He is known as Strider. His real name you must discover for yourself. I'm like, oh my god, we get it. We get it. You're talking about Aragorn, who's an important character in Lord of the Rings. We get it. Just stop. You know? Um. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What else? Um, I'm going to try and figure this out. Um, okay. And the ending is completely rushed as well. Like, so, we go from... 
oh no, Thorne's dead to, oh, oh, all of a sudden we're back at the Shire. You know, there's no time given to really end the movie because it's just like you wasted all of your time setting up the journey in the first movie that you didn't give us enough time to wrap everything up. You know? And I don't know, it just... I, I just don't like it. I, I, I really don't agree with that aspect of oh okay, so we're we, we got to um so we're gonna just end it and not give any wrap ups to a lot of the characters because there was a lot of stuff at the ending that was cut from the movie. Like like there's an entire scene where you show um Thorin's cousin being crowned the king of Erebor and that's not in the movie because again you're not getting they were there wasn't enough time to wrap up the elements that you introduced there just wasn't enough time and it's all really it's just it's rushed it's rushed the stuff that you don't like is very rushed what is going on here stop it Yeah, and the ending is just rushed. Um, so yeah, those are my negatives. Um, okay. Um, now I want to do something really interesting. Okay, so normally for 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 what what I like what we what we did on our Spider Man reviews for the bad ones for the uh, we for Spider Man three, uh, the Amazing Spider Man two, and then Spider Man Far From Home. What we what we ended up doing was we ended up rewriting those movies. Okay, now I am going to actually rewrite the entire trilogy. I'm gonna write out basically the entire trilogy, um, and just basically kind of talk about the um, how I would have done the the Hobbit trilogy differently. Now I don't have a treatment for this. I don't have a script. I'm just basing this off of ideas that I would have done. So, here we go. So, the first movie we would kind of combine the 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 f- beginning parts of the first movie would kind of cut some stuff in the beginning out like like the Frodo cameo and some other stuff in the Shire we would cut out. Um and the movie would basically start from when we meet when Bilbo meets Gandalf all the way to when they enter, they get to Erebor. Um, we would see all a lot of the stuff we see in the first half of Desolation of Smaug. We would see it and we would, um, we, we would end the movie with them at the mountain um, about to open the, the secret passage door to enter the mountain. Now, the first movie would start with Bilbo going inside, uh, meeting Smaug, and basically the first half of the movie is basically the entire 
ending slash opening scene of uh, the the entire ending of the uh, the basically the first half of the movie is Desolation of Smaug to the ending of Desolation of Smaug to the um, the opening Lake Town scene in Battle of the Five Armies. And then the second half of the movie is basic. The second half of the second movie is basically the entire uh, Battle of the Five Armies, with a lot of stuff taken out. Um, now, would it make a three-hour movie? Yes, it would, because we're we're wrapping up store. We're trying to wrap up a two-part epic. So, all the stuff getting to Erebor would be the first movie. And then, you know, going back, and then uh, the Battle of the Five, the the Smaug stuff, Battle of the Five Armies, and then heading back to the Shire would all happen in the second movie. So, we would have, basically, the first half of the book in the first movie, the second half of the book in the second movie, and that would be it. You got two solid movies right there, trying to kind of map up, map out the entire world um the movie uh would be told through bilbo's perspective there'd be multiple moments with uh bilbo and thor we want to i want to kind of set up that relationship that friendship between bilbo and thor a little bit more uh than they did in the trilogy because it's really not until the third movie is when they start developing the relationship the friendship between bilbo and thorin because there's really not a lot there in the in the first two movies because in the first movie he's like, oh no, I hate this Hobbit. He's just a burglar. He's selfish. All he cares about is is himself, you know. And then in the second movie, it's like, I will not waste this this journey for a burglar. It's like, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we've been friends this whole time. You're my friend, Bilbo. I like you. And I'm like, what? When was this set up? <laughs> you know, um, but we would set up their friendship in the beginning of the first movie, uh, in when they first meet in the first movie. To you know, they have a few bumps in the roads in the first movie, but then they have, and then in the second movie, you know, Thorne goes a little bit crazy, and you know, it would end with the it would end the exact same way it started with a good, caring friendship. You know, um. The Dolgo Door stuff we would just take out of the movie completely. There's just nothing to it. We would actually set up in in some form of exposition that um uh that there was um that that's where Gandalf got the key. We would kind of set that up through some exposition, or heck, make it the prologue of the of the of the first movie. Make it the prologue of the first movie. You know, just make it the prologue of the first movie, and then have the prologue of the lonely mountain stuff have to be the prologue of the second movie you know just you know just kind of do that and you can kind of rearrange it and either way it just would fit a lot easier you know you basically cut out all the boring opening crap in the first movie uh split the second movie in half put put the first half of the second movie in the first move in in the first in the in the in movie one then put the second half of the second movie in the first half of movie two cut off some of the boring crap in movie three and then you have two solid movies you know like that would be like what would happen if they said 
okay, we got Avengers Infinity War and then Avengers Endgame. Well, actually, we we, we, we want to make it a trilogy, so we're going to add a third Avengers movie. We're going to have... We're going to have a second Avengers movie in between Infinity War and Endgame. So we're going to call it Avengers five years later. You know, we're going to call it Avengers five years later. And then, like, it, that's what basically the Hobbit trilogy is. Like, it's like they took a movie, they took a book that could have been two movies. There's a way you could have made it two movies and had it work just fine. Even though it could have been just one movie, but you could have made it two movies and it would have been fine. You know, then you, you, but then you were like, oh, we got to extend it because we want more money. So we made, we made it a trilogy. Could you imagine if Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, they decided to add a movie in between. And basically that entire movie is basically showing what everyone was doing in during the five years. You would be let, you would be very disappointed because, you know, there's no Thanos there. Thanos dies in the first five minutes of the movie. And you're basically got no action for the entire movie because you're just showing what everyone's doing throughout the five year time jump. And then the end game starts with Scott Lang getting out of the quantum realm, you know. It just wouldn't work the same, you know, whereas they knew exactly how to map everything out. Even though the second movie, yes, it was longer than Infinity War, even though Endgame, yes, was three hours long. They were able to still make it work. And and they didn't feel the need to, oh, well, let's add another movie just so we can make more money. No, that's not. If if it does, it needs to work for the story. you got to focus on what's best for your story. And honestly, what would have been best for the Hobbit movies is if they had just made it two movies. Because I think the three-movie trilogy idea kind of killed their 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 story it kind of lessens the, the the greatness of J.R.R. Tolkien's work you know um and yeah so that's kind of my rewrite um overall guys uh yeah this movie's not good <laughs> this movie's not great it is very bad um I don't hate it, but I also don't love it either. Uh, I think it could have. I think we could have. I think we could have gotten a better movie if they had. I think we could have gotten a better conclusion if they had just kind of. I don't know. Gave satisfying arcs uh, to certain characters. Um, actually. Um, give us those payoffs instead of cutting all of them out for the extended edition, um, because it just didn't it just didn't work and it's and it's just another example of, well we're we're a greedy studio we got to make more money so um, we'll we'll just do that so um, overall I would have to give the Hobbits, uh, the Battle of the Five Armies a three out of ten. Anyway, guys, that will do it for this episode of uh, of Throwback Thursday. Almost forgot what show this was. Um, sorry, I've been I'm being distracted. I'm trying to deal with something on my computer, but um, that will do it for this episode, guys. Uh, make sure you guys join me next week when I will be talking about a new. We're going to be doing a new series of reviews. We're going to be reviewing every single movie. Well, we're going to be reviewing the Mummy movies. We're going to be reviewing the Brendan Fraser movies, including the Scorpion King 
and as an added bonus, we'll also re- I'll also review the 2017 movie as well. I'm also gonna I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be great. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. I bid you all a very fine